Tappers, what's up? It is the Tuesday edition of the Daily Tap. Hope you're all doing well. Off to a good start this week. The Brewers sure are. We're going to talk about them. Talk about Freddy Peralta. How do we manage the expectations of the first few games with Fastball Fred or Fireball Fred or Flamethrower Fred? However we want to nickname him. Frey Peralta has been electric to start this season. We will also talk about tailgating do's and don'ts, tailgating back at American Family Field. I almost said Miller Park. I did not. Um, So we'll talk about that. We'll kind of give you some advice there. I think that everybody tailgates. Everybody knows what tailgating is, but I don't know if people actually know how to tailgate. So I'm going to help you. I'm going to guide you through it, even as a guy who I'm more of a team bar shuttle than team uh, tailgate. But we can talk about that a little later. Lastly, I will do a Chuck's Corner on getting old. Um, so we'll talk there. I know you guys are like, Charlie, no one worries about their age as much as you do. But l- trust me, I've had some old moments the last couple of weeks. So I just want to talk about it. We haven't done a Chuck's Corner in a while. So let's just get into it. But we'll talk about Freddy Peralta first. As mentioned, Freddie Peralta was awesome yesterday. Uh, it was a joy to watch Freddie Peralta pitch. I think a couple weeks ago, we talked about how it's Corbin Burns Day and how Corbin Burns is a guy that you almost have to watch every start because what he does on the mound is just electric. And Freddie Peralta is doing the exact same thing. I also realized I've said electric in the first two minutes. Uh, so we're going to go for a record here. Maybe do 30 and 30. We'll see. But... The fact of the matter is, is that Freddie Peralta is just as good as those guys. Like Freddie Peralta is doing things that I really never, I don't know if I never expected. I thought that it could always be possible. I thought there was always a chance Freddie Peralta could be this dynamic player that was maybe contending for Cy Youngs that could potentially push to be an ace of the staff that the Brewers had struck gold with a, basically a lottery selection. Like, remember, the Brewers traded for Adam, traded Adam Lynn for three lottery picks, basically. There were three lottery tickets, and one of those lottery tickets was Freddie Peralta. And this is exactly why you have great scouts and you have you see the potential and you say, well, if everything works out, this guy could be really good. And remember, Freddie Peralta at that time was a single A baseball player. There was nothing that was known really about Fred. And now he's ascended and he's developed as a pitcher. I think the maturity of Peralta this year is on display through these first two games. Now, remember, he also pitched a third game against Minnesota where he struck out six batters in two innings. And he's just doing a lot more. It's not just his fastball. It's not just his changeup. It is multiple pitches. The slider that he has brought to the table is ah, oh, it's unbelievable. It, it just freezes batters. It's extremely hard to, to hit. And it just flies away from a right-handed batter. Uh, there was pitching ninja, Rob Friedman, had a clip of Peralta's slider that, was, as he called it, vicious. And it, he's right. It is vicious. And it just dies away from a right-handed batter. And I don't even know how you hit it. I don't know how a team is going to handle Freddie Peralta on a regular basis. Like, I think he's going to be a guy that wins anywhere. You know, the expectation, I should slow down a little bit about where he, what he could be. But I, so I should rephrase. He could have a 
15 to 20 win season this year. I would not put it out of the question. Now, we know baseball wins don't matter. They mean absolutely nothing. They are the most one of the more meaningless stats in sports, honestly. But it's still important to like call out, yeah, he had a great year. But he could definitely have, you know, a low ERA. A lot of wins. One of the best FIPS in baseball. Like, there are some real parts of Freddie Peralta's game that could make him at an ace level and have the Milwaukee Brewers have three guys that are at the top of their game. And we saw, we've seen what Brandon Woodruff has done thus far. We've seen what Corbin Burns is doing. And it's crazy that these guys seem to be topping each other every night out. I don't want to be facing the Brewers if I'm in opposition. And the Cubs this week, whose offense has been anemic, has to go up against Peralta yesterday. They got to face Brandon Woodruff tonight. And then they have to face Corbin Burns tomorrow. That is extremely difficult. That'll be difficult on any teams. Now, the Pirates get a little bit of a reprieve because they will only see Peralta. And then they'll see Hauser and Anderson. But Hauser and Anderson have been pretty good in their own right thus far in the young season. So, this Brewers pitching staff is everything that it had been hyped up to be. People thought this Brewers pitching staff would be one of the best in baseball. They were The advanced metrics loved them. A lot of national analysts loved them. And so far, the Brewers are paying off. Now, they haven't won as many games as maybe expected early on. But I don't know if that's the fault of the starting pitching. It's definitely not. It's been the bullpen. It's been a lack of offense. Now, that offense has come to life in the last three games with five or more runs in each of those those baseball games. But back to Peralta. It, it's really important that we at least... I wouldn't say devil's advocate. because this it does, I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm not trying to just give you the other side. I'm more just a friendly reminder. A put your arm around the shoulder. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Brian Anderson had the note about Mike Maddox, who is a longtime pitching coach, and he always you always see him put his hand on the pitcher's shoulder. And they say the reason he does that is because he wants to check the tension. Like, that's some weird like yoga shit, right? Like he wants to see his energy. Like where where is he energy? Is it tight? Is he tight or is he loose? How's he feeling? Which is really interesting. But if this would be me, I would be Mike Maddox putting my arm on your shoulder. Not necessarily to sense your tension, but just to be like, hey, your friendly reminder, your friendly guy, SnowTapWI, just here to tell you this. Cubs have been really, really bad offensively. They are one of they are the worst offense in baseball. They are just in, a, in an absolute tailspin to start the year. Now we're gonna talk in a second here about why that is, could be a good thing for the Brewers. But the fact of the matter is, is like we just have to remind ourselves that, yeah, this is an awesome start for Freddie Peralta. This is as good as it gets for fastball Fred. But at the same time, we have to at least consider that Peralta is facing off against the Cubs and their offense isn't good. And then he'll face the Pirates on Sunday afternoon. Again, a Pirates team that is nothing to be excited about um as the first and i think then he'll play the cubs again so maybe his first real test will be the dodgers i haven't i haven't charted out his starts but the fact is is like yeah the schedule is the schedule but we we do at least have to consider that peralta has faced off against the worst offense in baseball now i know the cubs are loaded with hitters i realize that 
the numbers that Freddy Peralta has against Javi Baez is absurd. I think he's struck out Javi Baez like 18 times. It's hilarious. Javi Baez just cannot keep up with Freddy Peralta. And yeah, he, you know, Chris Bryant ran into one and hit a home run. But this Cubs offense has not even looked like they're going to break out. Like there is no signs of it. They've really scuffled their feet to start this season. And Peralta took advantage of it. And I can't blame him for that. I, I you know, it's the schedule is the schedule. And we'll see what happens against Pittsburgh. And then we'll, and then again, he'll face Chicago for a third time. And you wonder, maybe the Cubs on a third time through can figure him out. Or maybe they can't. And if they can't figure him out, well, it's, again, how the schedule is dealt to you. But it, it's really important, I think, with any pitcher and, and really and a hitter and just baseball in general that you just take the season by chunks. That you say, all right, here's what he did in April. And then here's what he did in May. And not necessarily look at the full year picture, but start looking month to month to be like, all right, is he leaking oil? Is he starting to kind of blow? Did he have just one bad start? Did, you know, because here's the thing. there There's rarely a pitcher that will have an impeccable year where they are just untouchable from start to finish. They're going to have a, a stretch where they are just not their best. Happens to literally every pitcher, except if your name's like Garrett Cole or Verlander's had great years or... Um, trying to think Granky's had, I mean, I think, but even then, like I, I've, I remember like the best Zach years at with the Brewers, like Zach had some bad starts here and there. It, it does happen. So I, the thing is, is like, you can't go game to game with these guys. I know right now we're going game to game because it's very early in this young season, but at the same time, once we get kind of into the mix, we need to start taking it more month to month, more every three games sort of looking at it that way versus looking at the full picture but yes it, it appears that Freddie Peralta is breaking out and it appears that the hype around him in spring training is very real and I can't wait and it's just yet another thing to be excited about with this Brewers team I think that this has been a very fun start to the season I've had a good time watching the Brewers. I've watched a lot of Brewers. I don't know if it's just based on the fact that we didn't have baseball last April. And so I'm relishing in the fact that I have baseball on every night. Um, or it's a situation where I just really want to watch this team as much as I can. And to be able to watch them is great. And they're playing really good baseball. And take advantage of the Cubs is, is imperative right now. Cubs are like we, we just mentioned. It's They're terrible. They are not doing well. And the Brewers play them three times in April. And they don't play them, I think, till like August. So take advantage of Chicago right now. This is a team that there is no reason you can't win two out of three now and then two out of three in a week and at Wrigley Field again. If you do that and you are now, what would that mean? Do the math here. You'd be six and three against the Cubs to start the season. That's pretty good. That's a good little cushion, especially if the NL Central gets tight late and you are starting to build that tiebreaker over the Chicago Cubs. And that's that's very important. So good on the Brewers. Uh, good win. Uh, offensively, they really just needed one inning. They had a six-run sixth inning, and they're like, oh, we're good, uh, which is fine. Uh, Luis, Luis Urias, 
uh, God, I, you know, I, it's easy to say his name when I'm just like w- walking around my house or I can see it or I can hear it and be like, all right, Urias. And then when I get on the mic, I don't know why I freeze up. It's like I'm a B-Rabbit and choking at a eight-mile event or something. But anyways, he has a huge hit. Three-run double was great. Uh, good to see Jackie Bradley get in the mix. Keston Hero had a, had a nice hit. Um, so guys who we didn't expect, Billy McKinney, three hits off the bench, which is very rare. You rarely see a pinch hitter, A, get three opportunities, and he had three hits, and he's now 6-9 and nine on the year, all in the pinch hit variety. I think you got to start Billy McKinney at some point, right? Like, you have to give Billy McKinney a look, whether it be in the outfield, maybe if Yelich is still banged up, maybe McKinney gets a start tonight, or maybe at first base. He played a little first base tonight um, for... They had a very weird uh, infield, by the way. It was, what was it? It was Shaw, it was Urez, it was Robertson, the Admiral, and Billy McKinney. I did not expect Billy McKinney to be a first baseman, but here we go. I I think he's like 6'2". So I'm like, all right, it's fine. Um, Why not? Play a little first base. I I guess everyone can do it. But yeah, uh, I I think you got to give Billy McKinney a a start if you can. And uh, nothing wrong with that. So we'll see if... Uh, Craig Council pulls that trigger today. And count, credit to Council. I didn't mention him in like the star ratings or anything. Like you, putting your ass in when Dan Vogelbach has been a, li- been b- a little better and not doing the lefty lefty and playing the matchup. And even though it was two for 27 coming through with that big hit, it's going to pay off in dividends later. Whether it's a hot streak right now for Luis or a big moment later in this season, I think it's going to really matter. All right, let's stay with baseball, but let's talk about before the game and talk about tailgating. So as you know, tailgating is back at American Family Field. It returned yesterday. The local news made it into a big deal, um, which was kind of odd. But I mean, local news, obviously, if you the corona stories are gone. They need something to talk about. So they're like, all right, we'll talk about tailgating. And it's like tailgating during the week is kind of meaningless to talk about i think the big story will be you know the first weekend of tailgating right that to me is when you really see everybody on their full display and where tailgating is you know a big deal and you see a lot from the tailgaters but the the fact of the matter is is like yeah all these local news networks getting excited about tailgating it's like guys why 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 are why are we why are we getting fired up about a monday event or a Tuesday event, but I'm here to help you out. I'm here to give you some tips on tailgating. Not that you need tailgating tips, but I do think that there are so many people that do tailgating the wrong way or misinterpret tailgating. I think sometimes you can say, hey, let's go, let's do a tailgate. And it's just having beers and a sub sandwich at the ballpark. Nothing wrong with that. I've done that many a times. But the fact is, is like, that isn't really tailgating. That's just hanging out outside for a little while and not taking a bar shuttle into the game. I will say, I said this kind of at the open, I am more pro bar shuttle than I am tailgating. I think it makes more sense time and again to take a bar shuttle than do a tailgate. And a couple of reasons why. Number one, you don't have to worry about a car. If you have too many beers, especially on the weekends, if you have too many beers, no one has to be the DD. If someone is willing to be the DD, maybe 
they are fortunate enough to be pregnant and they're helping out, which is great, or they're as someone who's just not drinking or they just can control themselves. <laughs> they're like, all right, I'll just have a couple beers and then, then I'll drive you home. That's great. But if, if you don't want to have that worry, you want to have maybe a Long Island at the game, like, yeah, Bar Shuttle makes more sense. I, so that I've always team Bar Shuttle over tailgating. But I still like to tailgate every now and again. And I also say this, and I, and this is on my, this is on the latter part of my do's and don'ts, but I will do it now. Like pivot if it, the weather sucks. If the weather isn't good, there is no reason to tailgate. And I, I I never understand these people who are hell bent on tailgating if the weather is awful. I I get it if it's like an event, like if it's a party, right? It's someone's birthday, or an anniversary, or God knows what. I get the idea of that. But even then, I, why, why not just meet at a bar? Yeah, you bought all this meat. Okay. The thing about sausages and, and burgers, for that matter, is it's all freezable. Like, you can freeze that stuff and put it in your freezer until your next tailgate. Or or have it for dinner some other night. Do like a, do like a tailgate at your own home. Just grill and have potato salad and pasta salad and whatever. And just do it at do it at home. Maybe invite some couple people over because you have more meat than you should. But like, it doesn't have to always be a tailgate, especially if the weather's crap. Like, looking at the weather the next week, I cannot see a point of why you would why you would tailgate. Here's what we here's what we got today. Today, 54. No way. 48 tomorrow. That's pretty cold. Friday, 50. Saturday, 50. Sunday 52 and then they're on the road the following week it does start to look like it gets warmer but again it's not like that super nice weather to be out there tailgating like right now to me is bar shuttle season I don't think tailgating season really starts until June maybe May occasional May game but here are some do's and don'ts that I have for you gas grill over charcoal I am a huge charcoal guy I will always be a charcoal guy. But that said, a gas grill just is much easier. You just have to bring it. You have to bring the propane. You don't have to light it. You don't have to wait for it. It gets hot. You get the meat on the grill and you get going. So that that would be my number one advice. Even though I love charcoal, I'm a charcoal man till I die. And I will have charcoal at home. I think there are times where gas grills make sense. Tailgating is one of them. Multiple meat options. Okay. Don't just bring like hot dogs or hamburgers. Have a couple of options. Put some stuff in rotation. You don't need to get fancy with it. You don't need to bring your Hungarians. You don't need to bring your beer-soaked brats that you were soaking all day. But have a couple of variety. Don't limit yourself to just a hot dog or just a hamburger. Like have your options ready to go. And if you're going to do hamburgers, bring some cheese. There's no reason you shouldn't bring some cheese. Most people want a cheeseburger. They don't just want a hamburger. Not having a che- having cheese is a bad is a bad look. But also with condiments, don't overdo it on condiments. Because here's the thing. You got to you got to put condiments in the fridge. And so you got to have a cooler for your condiments. And if you have too many condiments, if you say you roll out, let's see. If you roll out ketchup, mustard, you have mayo for something. You have ranch you have fucking blue cheese okay like 
that's too many just mustard or like multiple kinds of mustard i'm a big mustard guy i love a good spicy brown or a dijon but the fact is is you can just hone in on a couple different things and be all right so that would be another recommendation from your boy here giving tailgating advice more tailgating advice here you don't need to impress anybody with craft beer okay look i again another thing that i love just like charcoal i love craft beer i have a basically a craft beer vault in my basement and that started because of the pandemic then i bought too many stouts then i realized like wow i have to scale back now i'm slowly adding back i bought a bunch of eagle park yes last week i'm probably gonna buy a bunch of 1840 this week um because i have some 1840 waiting for me at their at their place which 1840 by the way if you've never been i highly recommend uh, that brewery if you haven't been there so okay so you you hear this from me and you're like wow you are a craft beer guy but guess what i don't really bring craft beer to baseball games like if i'm at a tailgate and, and there are multiple people with me, and there are different people, all shapes, all sizes, all different beer variety. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a cooler together that is mostly domestic beers, Miller Lite, Coors Light, and then probably a seltzer option because a lot of people like seltzers and have a seltzer option. Also, on top of this craft beer, there's no need to bring like booze. You, like, you don't have to bring like a bottle of Tito's to have and then because then you have to bring in mixers and and the thing with craft beers is like it's it's twofold one you don't know who who likes this IPA right and you bring this like triple west coast IPA you know who the fuck's drinking that I'll drink that I'd, I'd love to drink that but I Johnny over there he he barely drinks craft he barely drinks beer as it is he's fine with Miller Lite what are you doing just filling the crate up with different varieties of IPA? He can't fucking tell the difference. So why are we doing that? Or a bunch of different sours. He's like, what? Why, why would I drink a sour beer? He has no idea what's going on. Or if you go really egregious and you bring like a stout or something, like we're getting out of stout season. And now granted, looking at the weather, we're going to still be in stout season at least for a few more weeks. But once we get into June, like I'm like, I my stouts are gonna just hang out there in my basement like at some point i'll just be like all right well i gotta bring these down to the basement and i'm pretty much done with stouts although i you know the thing is is you just have to have a little cool weather there just has to be a little bit of a bite and and maybe that's where you have a stout outside versus that but i don't want to i don't want to get distracted i could go all day on craft beer we should we could have craft beer corner instead of chuck's corner all right, other advice. I always bring carb-related snacks. I think that's obvious, right? You want to bring your pretzels. You want to bring your chips, but it's worth calling out. Nothing is, again, if you're going to do a tailgate the right way, you got to go whole hog. You can't just be like, all right, we're just going to bring sausages, and that's it, and we're just going to have sausages and beer. Like, you got to have some chips. At least just whatever. Just buy, like, a Costco thin box of of chips pretzels whatever or just bring a couple bags of chips it's not that hard you don't need and this is the other thing and i I mentioned it when i was saying you pivot but you also don't need to bring the potato salad pasta salad i love both those things macaroni salad amazing but the fact is is like again that's taking up cooler space so you got to consider that if you're going to have like multiple condiments multiple cold uh, side dishes 
just bring a separate cooler and then have your beer in the other one. Don't leave your car running. Very good advice I learned in high school multiple times when we would tailgate and drink beers when we weren't supposed to. If you leave your car running, your battery will die. Um, That's pretty simple. Um, I think we've now graduated where we have music on our phones. We would keep our car running to listen to music on the radio. (laughs) Oh, God. Just crazy how life changes, right? But uh, do not leave your car running. I would recommend parking near a poor potty if you can. I, I just think that's very vital. It's nice to have that that availability that you can just go when the lines are bad. Like nothing is worse than being like you got to pee and you're halfway across the tailgating area and you have no idea what the porta potty line looks like. And then you walk all the way over there and it, it's just 10 deep. Now it goes quick. I will say, ladies, takes you time in, in the porta potty. I, I get it's not ideal to squat down and and let it go but like a little more efficient just just saying and if you want to cancel me fine whatever just saying so yeah park nearing a poor potty is vital i i realize sometimes the brewers do not allow that they they have a system and i'm sure with covid they're very particular about where you park have multiple beverages or food so you're not hungry inside the stadium that's just a personal recommendation load up like don't overdo it which i've definitely overdone at a tailgates where i'm like fucking full and like do i need to dump out inside miller park at that time now american family field of course but you want to have a good base like you want to make sure that you have a a base that you're set up for success for the rest of the day if you're going to tie one on if you're going to you know just have another sausage at the game like you want to be in a good spot heading into this one. You want to add that nice tailgating layer. Lastly, take a road beer and a sausage as you're heading into the the heading into the stadium. That that is just a no-brainer. You are that is a missed opportunity. And you know, we there's always those like Mount Rushmores of beers. Um, I've heard, I think part of my takes on that, right? Like what, what are Mount Rushmore's of beers, like moments? I think like the beer heading into the stadium is a very underrated one. Like being able to drink a beer, you know, open container, whatever, as you walk to the stadium, which I don't know if you actually can. Like, I don't know. I, I think you can, because I think you're in the tailgating area never been stopped by a cop for it let's just put it that way and if i was i would be like do you see the hundreds of other people are you gonna stop everyone that has a beer in their hand um and yeah you kind of try to be a little discreet about it but it's just fun to kind of head in and be like all right here we go and have a little booze under your feet as you enter in the stadium especially if it's like the first time or the second time or a big game like a playoff game or something something along those lines so those are my tailgating do's and don'ts. I'm sure I missed some stuff. Uh, hit me up on SoTapWI, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I don't not a lot of people talk to me on Facebook, but you know, you can you can pick your pick your poison there. Let's move to the final segment, which is Chuck's Corner. So for those who are unfamiliar or if you're listening for the first time, Chuck's Corner is kind of a area of the podcast where a segment of the podcast where I just talk about my life things going on, things that are happening, um, just to sort of kind of give the personal stories, but also put it at the end of the podcast. So if people aren't really necessarily looking for my just diary entries, they don't 
they, they don't need them. They can turn off the show and and move on with another show, whether it's Rosillo, whether it's Simmons, or my take, call her daddy, I don't know, whatever you're into. But I have I had the last few days some old moments where I just started to feel old. Now I'm 32, going to be 33 in August, right before I get married. And I was at Eagle Park. I mentioned that um, a little earlier about when talking craft beer. So I was, I was getting some beer. I was refilling up. And I'm a member at Eagle Park. So they look at my name. And there were these kids who were probably, I don't know, 21, 22. Not really Eagle Park's, you know, sort of age range or demo. Kind of more of the Joe Cats, Jacks. Demo, which again, nothing wrong with those bars. They just kind of fit the, that area. Harp, great, like Trinity. Those kids definitely like go to Trinity and are doing lines in the bathroom and fucking dancing and whatever. So they just start like church. They just start yelling out names, and I and I, it, they were like it's just randomly guy names. And I, all of a sudden, I'm like, ah, I think they're talking about me. They're like, what's your name? It's like Charles. Uh, it's Charles on there. And they're like, oh, Charles, oh. And I just kind of was like, it's your first time drinking, guys? And, like, I was like, you know what, man? Like, why why be a douchebag to these kids? Like, and then I was chirping him with the worker, but that was more because I just felt bad for him. And he's like, oh, yeah, they weren't wearing their mask. I'm like, yeah, dude, who gives a fuck? But anyways, I, I was like, I was more sort of saying that. <laughs> I was like, you know, man, like that – that that was such an old moment where I could I should have just let that lie. Like I wasn't trying to start a fight or anything, obviously. But I was just like, you know, just chill out. I'm just buying my fucking beer. But I, I also should have just like let it go, not really cared or laughed it off. But I, I guess it's a better that I asked them how old it was versus like I remember my first beer, or I don't know. I could have said things that would have made me seem a lot older. But chirping those dudes was just dumb like whatever go do a tiktok that actually would have been the best chirp would have been like don't you guys got a tiktok to go film or something (laughs) that now see but that's because i'm not thinking on my feet but that would have been the chirp right like or is this some elaborate tiktok that i'm getting into or you know something like that like lean into what they what they're about versus like making fun of them being young which you're still making fun of them being young by making a joke about TikTok. The other old moment I've had is, so I've looked in the mirror recently. Um, my beard's been looking kind of good, better than it used to. Um, it's taken me a while to kind of actually be, I don't really even have a beard. I still patchy. It's not where it needs to be. Like I can't grow that full thick ass beard that I aspire to, that I see like Aaron Rodgers, right? He has that awesome looking beard. I can't do that. Just It doesn't happen for me. Yet I still grow. I still keep facial hair pretty regularly. Like I, I have a beard right now. I'll trim it down at some point, but it'll trim down to stubble. I won't ever really trim it down to like I. I won't fully shave it down. And I was looking at myself today, and I'm. I have about I don't know two weeks of growth, maybe a little more than that. And I have a bunch of gray hairs. And I've always had these gray hairs, but I told my fiance this morning I was like. You got to tell me like when these gray hairs come about. You have to tell me when they're looking very pronounced. Because when they're looking very pronounced, I need to know because I need to shave it off. Now, granted, 
I'm not in a public setting. I'm working from home. People can't really see the gray hairs through my my video chats. And also when I'm out, I'm likely wearing a mask. But when I'm talking to other people, you know, her friends, my friends, and I have my mask off, I, I you know, I, I don't want them to be like, oh, yeah, wow, he has a lot of gray on that beard. So I'm looking into maybe a just for men situation and, and painting my beard and making sure that I am not gray all summer because I, I just can't have it. Just can't have it. And then, like, I don't know what I'm rocking for my wedding. I don't know if I'm going beard. I don't know if I'm going stubble. I don't know if I'm going baby face. I think a lot depending on how much weight I lose, hopefully. Knock on wood, right? Um, but we'll, we'll just sort of see. But, yeah, it's it's been a little, it's been tough. The, that, that, that was a, it was a tough, like, realization yesterday that I was like, fuck, I need to, I need to look into, like, a just for men situation. So, I don't know if anyone else in my age range has felt that, or maybe younger, but if you have, I guess I'd rather have that than, like, be balding. Um, I, I've had some friends, some haters, have said, oh, you're balding because of my reviews, my hair is kind of all over the place. That's partly due to the fact that sometimes I have a hood up, sometimes I just you know, don't think about it. And then I, I fire off a video. Um, but no, I'm not balding. My hairdresser confirmed that I am officially not balding, which find a new slant there. All right. That'll do it for our show. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll have building Murph's draft manifesto. I'm sure we'll talk about brewers and Cubs tonight if it's worth talking about and anything else that comes, comes along. Um, we, so it's kind of weird. We don't have a, don't have any bucks. Maybe we'll do. So I was thinking about this yesterday, and maybe I'll do it. Tailgate thing came up. Maybe we'll do like a bucks power playoff power ranking because everybody is so bunched together of like where it stands right now of who would you rather play and who wouldn't you want to play in terms of the first round of the playoffs for the bucks. So maybe we'll do that. We'll we'll put that on the on the agenda as well as you know maybe the Brewers and who knows who knows what else could come down this pipeline. All right, guys, take care of yourself. Have a great Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. See you. Bye.